0: Hey, thanks for joining us on. (laughs) All right, listen, Uh, two age sojourner. That's what you've dialed into or downloaded or whatever. Oh boy, what a terrible intro. yeah, look, I'm, I'm trying to get into the habit of telling people what we're all about. Um, because everything is all up in the air with these changes. No one really knows what their routine is anymore. Like, we're not doing this thing every day. Got a lot of feedback saying, what the heck are we supposed to do with our lives? You know? Um, <laughs> like, we don't have our normal routine going. You know, it's like, what? And I feel it. I just want to let people know that I feel it from my side as well. It is weird. So... You know, but hey, what has not changed is that we're still on the Christian classics. That's it. And we're looking at Tertullian. Tertullian. Awesome. Uh wait, I got his whole name here. One sec. Um, Quintus. Dude, quite a
1: name. Yeah.
0: Quintus Septimus Florence Tertullianus. Boom. Dude, Septimus. <laughs> it's obviously before that word took on negative connotations. Okay. Yeah, sounds like a
1: good death metal man. Septimus,
0: Septimus. <laughs> Septilianus. And It reminds me of the gladiator scene. Quintus Septimus, uh, Septimus Florence Titulianus. Yeah, that, that's very good. That's a good Roman name, right there. <laughs> so he was uh, the first Latin writer, which is I find quite profound as well. I mean, like think yeah, about how basically much basically
1: the, the the father and foundation of Western theology.
0: Yeah, awesome. but I mean, think about how much followed in Latin, right? And he's the first guy to write in Latin. I mean, that's quite a thing. It's huge, amazing, and apparently he was um, he was like so good at Latin that even the pagans would read his works just to enjoy the style. So he was he was a Jedi sort of um, rhetorician. Yeah, and
1: and he, did he? Did he? Was he a lawyer?
0: He was. Yeah, he educated.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, a rhetorician.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So like super skilled at communicating, so he? he got converted at the age of 40, so a late convert.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah, wow. Late convert. Okay, so he was all trained up, rhetorician, smoothie self, and then, um, and then he got converted. Cool. All right, so yeah. we still his date is quite early 197. <laughs> I got you, so that's. I mean, we're still pre-200s, that's huge.
1: Yeah, well, the, the Apology is late second century, yeah. That's true,
0: that's true. So we take over, um, and and, um, and we're looking at the Apology, as you just said, which is um, largely regarded as his, his uh, big magnum opus, or at least the most masterful of all his writings. He wrote a lot, though, didn't he? About yeah. Tons yeah, of yeah. stuff. I think more than 30 works. Uh, mostly apologetics, um, some of a the theology, uh, a lot of a practical stuff as well, but but almost a, just reminds me. Just reading a little bit about him, it just uh, he really did take on the whole mantle of um, Justin, you know, and and just the same sort of things. He just keeps going with yeah, very
1: similar flavor, huh? Mm,
0: mm. So that yeah. that's cool, you know. And apparently, apparently, he was more brilliant than Justin ever was as well. In in, in this um this apology that we're about to read uh, was 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 really good, you know
1: yeah but apparently he hated speculation yeah yeah true which which is so weird because he's like the architect of our doctrine of the trinity wow for sure yeah i
0: mean that's not speculation
1: though no it's not but he's the one who gave us um so with reference to the trinity one substance three persons Mm -hmm. so that's language that was still used and then with regards to christ it was one person and two substances right so both in the hypostatic union and the Trinity, he gave us some good categories to work with. Wow! So do you mean yeah. he hated speculation
0: in the in like in abstract? Just thinking like in the
1: doctrine of God, what can God's power accomplish? Okay, keep quiet. You're speculating, you
0: know? Right, <laughs> right, totally. I know he didn't like philosophy. That's something. Yeah, that's that right. Through. Is he it's the guy that, that said, um, "What has"? Um, Jerusalem to do with Athens or something Ooh. that was him I'm sure I know the quote but I can't remember who said it I'm pretty sure it was him um yeah and then um and then the other thing I know from him that he he's the guy who says uh the um the blood of the the blood of the church no the blood of the christians oh, the, is the, seed of the, of the seat of the yeah. church yeah
1: yeah yeah so that's chapter 50 which we'll be reading <laughs> exactly a little bit of later yeah yeah so he's a good and, dude and, um, yeah, he's a really good dude. He joined mm. the Montanists though, oh. as, a, as an older man. Yes. And the Montanists were uh, a guy Montanus, who was a pagan priest who got converted, mm-hmm. and who claimed that the Holy Spirit had kind of come upon him uh, to basically bring in the end of the age. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first cult, really.
0: I mean, the first big, large scale charismatic cult. Yeah. yeah. It was basically. Chari- it's not even a cult. Yeah. It was charismatic theology, full on. Yeah, the age yeah, of the so
1: paraclete. Was, so what they did is they, you know, you know where the Sermon on the Mount is more strict than the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. So they, with with the new coming of the Spirit, they had even stricter laws than the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. So it was this really hectic, rigid holiness code. Mm. And uh, everyone I've read uh, about Italian thinks, you know, that was right up his alley, and right. it probably a tr- that's that's how he was drawn into it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But then I also read in uh, uh, Justo Gonzalez that... He left them at the end of his right. life. Yeah, I knew that as well. Yeah. So and he he ended up critiquing them. So mm. there you go. He mm. saw the light.
0: Yeah. So he didn't take him ultimately. That's good. I, you know, and even that story, you know, in terms of just being drawn in by the strictness makes sense. And then it did get weirder and weirder. And so it makes sense that he did pull out as well. I looked a lot at that uh, Montanist deal um, a while back. Uh, Making some interesting comparisons, I think, to their especially with their view of prophecy. I was, you know, when I remember when Grudem came out with his um, his text on um, New Testament prophecy. Um, There was one or two critiques that basically just sort of looked at at what he was saying and compared it to some of the Montanist writings or or something along those lines. I can't remember exactly where I got the the, the material from, but it was very, very interesting. I mean, they were making, really, they were doing almost exactly what Gruden was doing with that word, um, which is scary, you know, Um, and I think make a good case study to show that actually uh, we shouldn't go that direction. But we'll leave that. I mean, that would actually be an interesting one to come back to. But let's leave montanism aside and stick with uh, Tertullian for now. Um, So we're reading his apology, and uh, we'll just do our normal thing. We'll just kind of read a few
1: selected chapters. And just to say, Christians are dying left, right, and center. So this is right in the thick of the martyrdom.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Good. You want to kick us off? Yep. Sure. Chapter one. Chapter one. Rulers of the Roman Empire. If seated for the administration of justice on your lofty tribunal under the gaze of every eye and occupying there all, but the highest position in the state, you may not openly inquire into and sift before the world, the real truth in regard to the charges made against the Christians. If in this case alone, you are afraid or ashamed to exercise your authority in making public inquiry with the carefulness, (laughs) which becomes justice, If finally the extreme severities inflicted on our people in recently private judgment stand in the way of our being permitted to defend ourselves before you, you cannot surely forbid the truth to reach your ears by the secret pathway of a noiseless book. She has no appeals to make to you in regard of her condition, for that does not excite her wonder. She knows that she is but a sojourner on the earth that among strangers she naturally finds foes. And more than this, that her origin, her dwelling place, her hope, her recompense, her honors are above. One thing, meanwhile, she anxiously desires of earthly rulers not to be condemned unknown. What harm can it do to the laws supreme in their domain to give her a hearing? Nay, for that part of it. Will not their absolute supremacy be more conspicuous in their condemning her, even after she has made her plea? But if unheard, sentence. But if unheard, sentence is pronounced against her. Beside the odium of an unjust deed, you will incur the merited susp- suspicion of doing it with some idea that it is unjust, as not wishing to hear that you may not be able to hear and condemn. We lay this before you as the first ground on which we urge that your hatred to the name. Of Christian is unjust and the very reason reason which seems to excuse this injustice I mean ignorance at once aggravates and convicts it for what is there more unfair than to hate a thing of which you know nothing even though it deserved to be hated hatred is only merited when it is known to be merited but without that knowledge whence is its justice to be vindicated for that is to be proved not from the mere fact that an aversion exists, but from acquaintance with the subject. When men then give way to a dislike simply because they are entirely ignorant of the nature of the thing disliked, why may it not be precisely the very sort of thing they should not dislike? So we maintain that they are both ignorant while they hate us, and hate us unrighteously while they continue in ignorance, the one thing being the result of the other, either way of it. The proof of their ignorance at once condemning and excusing their injustice is that is this that those who once hated Christianity because they knew nothing about it no sooner come to know it than they all laid down at once their enmity. From being its haters they become its disciples. How, does yours have all of this, brother?
0: Uh, yeah, well totally I mean it's a little bit shortened but um, it's great great during the the whole thing. Okay
1: yeah. oh, shall I carry on reading? Yeah how much
0: uh, more have you got there?
1: Uh, probably just, uh, yeah, it's still a bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> well, I'll tell you, <laughs>
0: I'll, exactly uh, at that point, it jumps down. And I've, I've only got one more sentence. All right, uh, you will yes, I'll just read that last sentence. Uh, it says, they have, uh, so basically coming through that, the whole thing, they make lament as if, we're, um, as if it were a calamity, that both sexes, every age and condition, even high rank, are becoming Christians. For all that, their minds are not open to the idea that they may have overlooked some good in it. And then it jumps down right to the end. Uh, they have no desire to look more closely. You're alone. Human curiosity slumbers. They prefer to be ignorant, even though the knowledge has been bliss to others. Um, and so, yeah, I think he has cut it down a little bit. You know what I find so amazing about that that paragraph um, or chapter um, it has it has these strong Diognition, um influences. You know, and in fact, um, I don't know if you read it through before, but, par- uh, but chapter forty two. I mean, it's crazy. It, I, it makes me wonder what his, you know, it, on the lineage of two kingdom thinking, where he yeah. would stand, you know? Uh, <laughs> did he, do you think well, he... he well,
1: was, he, he was against people joining the army. Right. So he was a bit of a pacifist, well, a pre-Anabaptist Anabaptist.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So got the Diognition thing down in terms of a- antithesis, but in terms of the commonality, uh, he's probably not that eager and that I suppose comes through in his whole dislike of philosophy and natural law and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Um, So good. All right.
1: So uh, any other comments you got on that one? Um, Yeah, just basically to say that, um, again, he's fighting for justice. um, Mm -hmm. And on the basis of, you know, they're they're hated out of prejudice, but not out of uh, being informed. And so he's just exposing the ignorance from which the hatred flows as Mm -hmm. part of his apologetic.
0: Yeah, brilliant good opener all right then we're moving all the way to uh chapter 37 37 yep. which is quite a jump but um, we'll just roll with tony lane if we are commanded to love our enemies whom we have to hate if injured we are forbidden to retaliate lest we become as bad as ourselves uh, as bad ourselves who can suffer injury at our hands think of your own experience how often you inflict gross cruelties on christians partly of your own inclination and partly in obedience to the laws how often too the hostile mob pays no regard to you but takes the law into its own hands to attacking us with stones and fire and then he just jumps down a little bit uh, yet banded together as we are ever so ready to sacrifice our lives what single case of revenge for injury are you able to point to though if we were permitted Uh, to repay evil by evil, we could achieve an ample vengeance in a single night with a torch or two. And then again, jumps down a little bit. Um, We are but of yesterday, and we have filled all your places, cities, islands, forts, towns, marketplaces, the very camp, tribes, companies, palace, senate, forum. We have left nowhere to you except the temples of your gods. Were it Mm. not counted better in our religion to be slain than to slay, Uh, would we not be fit and eager for war even with unequal forces we who so willingly yield ourselves to the sword and that's the end um so that's uh, yeah there's the pacifist thing coming through but also i think um you know again just really highlighting the 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 ethic of the kingdom in that you know it almost again reminds me of what we were seeing in the epistle to the to In that, um, you know, he's just saying, listen, as an apologetic, look how we t- we take all this strife and we <clears throat> we take all the suffering and uh, we have not, you know, lashed out. So we're unlike anything you've ever encountered before. And uh, that has to be reckoned with.
1: Yeah. It's just amazing to hear how uh, ubiquitous Christianity has become, how yeah. Christians are infiltrating every area of life. I love the way he says, you know, we leave nothing to you but the temples of your gods.
0: Great. I love it. Yeah,
1: and that's like revival going
0: on. Yeah, totally. And and, you know, again, he's gonna come back to that when, and I think this is where at least there is some element of commonality established. Like, he doesn't want to go Amish or um, in his Anabaptism at this point, he understands they live in the city. Um, And so, there is something about that. But uh, first, we got chapter
1: 39. So, you want to take us on with that? Sure. So, just Jump in where, because it's quite a long chapter, just jump in where, where, where it stops and then you pick it up from that point. All right, cool. Cool. I shall at once go on then to exhibit the peculiarities of the Christian society that, as I have refuted the evil charged against it, I may point out its positive good. We are a body knit together as such by a common religious profession, by unity of discipline, and by the bond of a common hope we meet together as an assembly and congregation that, offering up prayer to God as with united force, we may wrestle with Him in our supplications. This violence God delights in. We pray too for the emperors, for their ministers and for all in authority, for the welfare of the world, for the prevalence of peace, for the delay of the final consummation. We assemble to read our sacred writings. If any peculiarity of the times, uh, <clears throat> of the times makes either forewarning or reminiscent need, reminiscence needful. However, however it be, in that respect, with the sacred words, we nourish our faith, we animate our hope, we make our confidence more steadfast, and no less by inculcations of God's precepts, we confirm good habits. In the same place also exhort, ex, exhortations are made, rebukes and sacred censures are administered, For with a great gravity is the work of judging carried on on among us, as befits those who feel assured that they are in the sight of God. And you have the most notable example of judgment to come when anyone has sinned so grievously as to require his severance from us in prayer, in the congregation, and in all sacred intercourse. The tried men of our elders preside over us, obtaining that honor not by purchase but by established character, There is no buying and selling of any sort in the things of God. Though we have our treasure chest, it is not made up of purchase money, as of a religion that has its price. On the monthly day, if he likes, each puts in a small donation, but only if it be his pleasure, and only if he be able, for there is no compulsion. All is voluntary. These gifts are, as it were, piety's deposit fund, for they are not taken thence and spent on feasts and drinking bouts and eating houses, but to support and bury poor people, to supply the want of boys and girls destitute of means and parents, and of old persons confined now to the house, such too as have suffered shipwreck. And if there happen to be any in the mines or banished to the islands or shut up in the prisons for nothing but their fidelity to the cause of God's church, they become the nurslings of their confession. But it is mainly the deeds of love so noble that lead many to put a brand upon us. See, they say, how they love one another, for themselves are animated by mutual hatred, how they are ready even to die for one another. For they themselves will sooner for for they themselves will sooner put to death. Alright, so that's where um, it jumps. Okay, it there. jumps over
0: there. Yeah. All right, okay. so let me read the last little bit here. <clears> one <throat> in mind and soul, we do not hesitate to share our earthly goods with each other. We have all things in common but our wives. Uh, We give up our community in the one place that it is practiced by others uh, who not only take their friends' wives, but most tolerantly also accommodate their friends with their own. Uh, Yeah, they follow the example, I believe, of those wise men of ancient times, the Greek Socrates and the Roman Cato, who shared with their friends the wives whom they had married. Interesting. Mm. That was the end
1: you will mm. stop there. Okay, mine goes on for I a whole d- lot more. But that's really, okay. 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 It's
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what's going on there?
1: Wow, it's really awesome. I mean, he's just explaining the uh, the what what they do when they come together. Again, he's offering an yeah. apologetic, kind of like, like a Justin Martyr thing. Yep, so he's giving them a window into the life of their church. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of slander, slander of incest, slander of eating babies. Mm -hmm. And so he's actually putting on display exactly what they do. Mm. And they're blameless. All they're doing is upholding the right of the government to rule, praying for peace, helping the poor, Mm -hmm. upholding godliness and holiness. There's nothing here for slander. There's nothing here that can incite hatred. Right. Um, So, yeah. Just very powerful. A great window into
0: the church. Mm, it is, yeah. From our perspective, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But
1: what did catch my attention is the voluntary giving, and not the theology of tithe, which huh. you know there is big debate yeah. whether tithing um, was an early church practice or mm-hmm. whether giving was voluntary. You know, because we know the Lord's Day is like the new, the new covenant, the new creation Sabbath, as it were. Yeah. That was carried through with that sort of talk and theology. But yeah. uh, the giving doesn't have a tithing uh, yeah. base to it in the way in which it's put forward.
0: Yeah, very good. Yeah, that, that's helpful. Um, <clears throat> uh, very similar at that at that point to Justin, Mata, as we said earlier, you know, m- many yeah. of the themes coming through there. Um, all right, I'll keep going just with this. Um, I've got a short chapter here, um, yeah, go for 40. It. The name of um, faction is rightly given to those who conspire to bring odium on good and virtuous men and cry out against innocent blood. They offer as justification of their enmity a baseless plea that they think the Christians the cause of every public disaster, of every Uh affliction with which the people are visited. If the Tiber rises as high as the city walls or if the Nile does not send its waters up over the fields, Uh, If the heavens give no rain, if there is an earthquake, if there is a famine or pestilence, straightway the cry is, away with the Christians, to the lion. What? Shall you give so many to a single beast? Tell me, how many calamities were there before the reign of Tiberius? That is, before the coming of Christ. So, wow, with that, you know, really that's the first kind of 18 books of the city of God. (laughs) <laughs> really, just similar sort of uh, reasoning. In yeah. that he's just he showing on to
1: talk about Plato that mentions Atlantis <laughs> <laughs> wow. nice. as well. Pretty interesting. Interesting, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, just basically saying, listen, I mean, you want to blame uh, blame all these things on the on the Christians, but just you know, just consider that how inconsistent that is in light of you know yeah. when when uh, pagan ceremonies were at their absolute peak. Uh, you had every bit, even more um, calamities fall upon the city.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's it's they're saying the same thing today. You know, those who are struggling with same-sex attraction are committing suicide because Christians are making them feel guilty. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, I hadn't connected that. That's crazy. So yeah. I mean, you, oh, do you is there that? anything
1: else? For chapter forty that he puts that Tony
0: Lane puts forward. <laughs> if you're wondering what those gunshots are. Uh, and it makes you feel kind of like we're back in South Africa
1: Isn't it Guy Fawkes? Yes, yes it is
0: <laughs> Either I'm back in South Africa
1: <laughs> drinking a lot of champagne
0: Oh, we're in Guy Fawkes, 5th of November What is yeah. the day today? It's not 5th yet, is it? No. Yes, it is Oh wow, it is yeah. totally Guy Fox Okay, you'll have to excuse that, guys um,
1: That's gonna, There's going to be more of it But hey, let's uh, try and get through question, bro. Yeah. Um, Do you have any more for Chapter 40? Uh, no, that's it Okay, I've got a portion I want to read okay, from chapter for forty. Cool, I highlighted and everything. It's just an awesome doctrine on providence. Beautiful, because you know you have these catastrophes uh, falling out. Yeah, so this is what he says. The truth is, the human race has always deserved ill at God's hand. First of all, as undutiful to Him, because when it knew Him in part, it did not only it not only did not seek after Him, but even invented other gods of its own to worship, and further. Because, as the result of their willing ignorance of the teacher of righteousness, the judge and avenger of sin, all vices and crimes grew and flourished. But had men sought, they would have come to know the glorious object of their seeking. And knowledge would have produced obedience, and obedience would have found a gracious instead of an angry God. They ought then to see that the very same God is angry with them now as in ancient times. Before Christians were so. Anyway, you can stop it there. But just to say, you know, he understands that God is in control of every natural disaster mm-hmm. and that uh, we're always getting better than we deserve. I yeah, thought that was beautiful. Great yeah, right insight. Just good theology underlying For sure. some of his analysis there. For sure. And I think that takes
0: it to Alf, my favorite, my favorite um chapter, or at least summary of it here. In, 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 um Lane, you want to read 42 or?
1: Uh you go for it. you got a better version there. <laughs> all right. It's a shorter version.
0: Totally, yeah. Um, but we are accused of doing harm on other ground, that of being useless in secular affairs. How in all the world can that be the case with people who live among you? Eat the same food, wear the same clothes, have the same habits, uh, under the same necessities of existence. We are not like Brahmins or Indian ascetics who dwell in woods and exile themselves from ordinary human life. We do not forget our debt of gratitude to God, our Lord and Creator. We reject nothing that He has created, though we certainly restrain ourselves from an immoderate or sinful use of any of His gifts. So we live in a world with you, and do not renounce forum, markets, baths, booths, workshops, inns, markets, or any other place of commerce. We sail with you, fight with you till the soil with you and trade with you even in the various arts we make public property of our works for your benefit Uh, how we seem to be useless in your ordinary business when we live with you and by you i cannot comprehend i may not join you in your religious ceremonies but on the sacred day i am still a man so really powerful Mm. two kingdom stuff coming through there
1: very powerful in Uh, the world but not of the world yeah i love it
0: very good so for all his anabaptistic tendencies in that regard um he definitely comes back with that you know um and balances it out in some way definitely totally all right cool so that's uh that's my fave and then we're on to the last chapter you go for it
1: yep you read it because mine's very long and i'm sure he's looking for just for a particular portion that he's highlighted in yours um all right that's uh risking the um fireworks here but let's
0: go for it all right uh Chapter 50, but go on zealously, good presidents. You will stand higher with the people if you sacrifice the Christians at their wish. Kill us, torture us, condemn us, grind mm. us to the dust. Your injustice is the proof that we are innocent. That is why God allows us to suffer thus. Very recently by condemning a Christian woman to the pimp rather than to the lion, you admitted that we consider a taint on our purity more terrible than any punishment and any death. Your cruelty against us does not profit you; however exquisite, instead it tempts people to our sect. As often as you mow us down, the more we grow in number. The blood of Christians is the seed of the church. The very mm. obstinacy you criticize teaches for us. For who, on seeing it, is not uh, sorry? For who, on seeing it, is not moved to find out what lies behind it? Who, having found out does not embrace our faith, and having done so, does not desire to suffer in order to partake of the fullness of God's grace, and to obtain from God complete forgiveness in exchange for his blood. For martyrdom secures the the remission of all sins. That is why when you sentence us to death, we give thanks on the very spot. As the divine and human are always opposed, when you condemn us, God acquits us. Thus far the reading of Tertullian. Yeah. So there's that
1: awesome phrase the blood of Christians is the seed of the church.
0: Man, crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't know if we would use that language. Um, the martyrdom secures the remission of all sins. Um, yeah. But insofar as it represents your running the race to the end and the securing of your crown and perseverance and that sort of thing, you know, amen. Amen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very inspiring. Tertullian's definitely worth
0: reading. Yeah, they reckon that he 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 found it impossible to write a boring sentence. <laughs> and <laughs> well, you do see good. a little bit come come out there. It's not boring reading. I mean, there's nothing dull about it. You know, you could you could get into it and read a lot of it. I think. You know, yeah. just that maybe it's because I'm going through Aquinas now because that is boring.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, man.
0: that is the most. I mean, it's ridiculous, like they stripped all emotion out of it, you know, it's just pure calculus. Um, so this is like riveting fiction, you know, <laughs> in comparison. But um, there we go, there's some Tertullian, and uh, one of the great fathers of the the church, and uh, the father of, of the Western tradition, and um, I think we made this thing just in time, because fireworks yeah. are starting to go crazy, oh my goodness, all over the place.
1: Yeah, um, you dude. know, we're not interested in Guy
0: Fawkes Day, oh my God. Um, no, we're not interested in um, Guy Fawkes. We're interested in um, going to church.
1: Going to church, yeah. the Lord's Day, not Guy Fawkes Day.
0: We're interested in um, in gold dust.
1: That's right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> gold dust. Gold That's dust. what we like. Everyone the, likes gold dust. I asked the charismatic guy this weekend if he um, had ever seen gold dust, and he said, "Yep." And uh, I said, like, what did it do for you? <laughs>
1: hey, guys, no, nothing. It didn't do anything. <laughs> it's those moments of dust that the lighting that they use in the charismatic churches hits. And I think it's gold dust. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> nice. All right. No, we're not interested in fireworks or gold dust. We're interested in word and sacrament. We want to learn the faith of Tertullian. And we want to do this thing right. And, um, and so get to church. Find any church that preaches the Bible. And uh trust you have a great Lord's Day. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate
1: it.